Hello and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Mark and in today's episode we are going to explain ETFs, GBTC and what the BlackRock ETF could mean for the Bitcoin industry. Last week BlackRock announced their intention to file with the SEC for a Bitcoin spot ETF, something that a lot of people in the Bitcoin space have been longing for for a while. Now over the last couple of years there's been a number of Bitcoin spot ETFs filed but none have been successful so far. So why is BlackRock different? Over the last couple of years there's been a number of Bitcoin spot ETFs filed with SEC but every single one has failed so far. But for me BlackRock is slightly different and I'll go into the reasons why shortly. But with the term ETF being branded around, people question what the difference is between what GBTC is and what BlackRock is trying to do with a spot Bitcoin ETF. And in today's episode, we're going to explain everything. So a lot of people have a question and that is, why do we need ETFs? Why can't people just go and buy Bitcoin themselves? And the problem really comes from institutions and wealth funds, wealth managers. For you or I, it's really easy to go and buy Bitcoin, hold it, store it. You can store it in cold wallets or you can keep it on exchanges, although that's not advised. But if you're managing other people's money, there's compliance issues, there's issues with pricing it, there's issues with holding it custody, and also we're talking about billions, if not trillions of dollars that these wealth funds, wealth managers, hedge funds all manage. So it's not as easy as just, I want to go and buy $200 billion worth of Bitcoin, how do I do it? And that's why ETFs exist. So there's ETFs for oil, there's ETFs for gold, there's even ETFs for different stocks. Now, before we talk about the BlackRock ETF application, it's important to understand what GBTC is. So Grayscale launched the Bitcoin Trust to accredited investors at first and then to retail investors later. The Bitcoin Trust owns Bitcoin itself. At last count, GBTC owned over 600,000 Bitcoin. So investors can buy shares in the trust but they have a six-month lockup period. So when the trust has loads of demand, the price of those shares can skyrocket and can actually go higher than the price of Bitcoin. The six-month lockup period means that you can't sell. There's no get out. So when the price of the shares drop below what Bitcoin is, you're stuck in the trade. You have to hold out. And you may have heard this term, discount to NAV. And that basically means the discount the shares are trading at versus the price of the underlying asset, which is Bitcoin. Now, in 2021, when Bitcoin was skyrocketing, GBTC was doing very well. You could buy GBTC shares, hold them for six months, and your shares would be worth way more than they were when you bought them. And a lot of people took this trade because Bitcoin was flying, it was in all the news, there was a lot of hype around, and GBTC was the only way for institutional investors to get Bitcoin exposure. So a number of companies like Celsius, Three Arrows Capital all bought GBTC shares expecting it just to go up and up forever and it was a great trade. After six months they sold their shares and then they bought more. A lot of these companies borrowed money to buy these shares so they would borrow millions of dollars, plough it in a GBTC which would only make the trust go up in value and then six months later they would sell their shares for profit. However, when the Bitcoin bull run came to an end, the shares started dropping in value and then actually started dropping below the price of Bitcoin. At that point, those people that had locked up their money in these shares were then underwater. And when the six months came to an end, rather than holding and hoping for the price to rise, they had to sell because they had to pay back the loans they had borrowed in the first place. And this is what ultimately caused 
Three Arrows Capital and Celsius and a number of other companies to go under, to go bust. They had leveraged loans against their GBTC, which was now worth less than the underlying asset, which was Bitcoin. So GBTC allows people to get exposure to Bitcoin, but without actually owning any Bitcoin, and it's not one-to-one correlated with Bitcoin. At times over the bear market, it's traded 40% down on Bitcoin. Because there's just no demand. When the hype leaves the market, it leaves every corner of the market. And GBTC has fell victim of this. On top of this, GBTC also charges quite aggressive management fees. It charges 2% per year. So it makes a lot of money from holding Bitcoin and from the trust. So some in the industry are quite sceptical whether GBTC really wants a spot Bitcoin ETF because they wouldn't be able to charge these massive fees if they actually got approval. Grayscale are currently suing the SEC because they want to convert their trust into an ETF. Whether that goes forward or not, no one's certain. But what is certain is if Grayscale was able to convert GBTC into an ETF, it would be massive because they already hold 600,000 Bitcoin. They've been proved responsible owners of Bitcoin. So if they can convert, then I would imagine a lot of money would flow into that ETF before a number of others. Okay, so what's the difference between BlackRock and what's the difference between a spot Bitcoin ETF? And why is BlackRock so important? Well, first and foremost, it all comes down to money. BlackRock already manages around $11 trillion in assets. Bear in mind, Bitcoin's market cap right now is only $500 billion. The entire crypto market is just over $1 trillion. Members will remember we've spoke about a lot of times about this theory that Bitcoin can get to $1 million by the year 2030. And in order to do that, it's going to have to take money from traditional markets. BlackRock manages in traditional markets. It's one of the biggest players in traditional markets. So if even 1% of BlackRock's fund flows into Bitcoin, that's going to have a massive effect on the market cap of Bitcoin. Okay, so what would a spot Bitcoin ETF actually mean for investors? Well, investors would be investing in Bitcoin without using an exchange, paying less fees, and overall would just have a better process, especially for institutional investors. A spot ETF invests in Bitcoin at the spot price. So when an investor buys on the spot ETF, they're getting it at Bitcoin's spot price, meaning buyers are actually holding Bitcoin within the fund. On top of this, a spot Bitcoin ETF would also have the legitimacy of regulation because the SEC would have signed off on it, which would attract a lot more institutional money. It would also mean BlackRock would have to hold whatever amount of Bitcoin depending on the demand for the fund. And that's why people are so excited for the price of Bitcoin long term, if this gets approved. The biggest losers if a spot Bitcoin ETF was approved would be the cryptocurrency exchanges. Because less people would go to an exchange to buy their Bitcoin, they would be able to buy it through the ETF. This would lead to less trading volume and also an ETF would probably have lower fees. It's expected that BlackRock's ETF would be a 0.6% management fee per year with a 0.01% trading fee. On top of this, you also have the added safety that an ETF is regulated by the SEC. An ETF would have to comply with certain legislation about how much Bitcoin they hold, how many investors are in the fund, and they would have to report on this regularly. We saw with FTX, they claimed to have all this Bitcoin, but they didn't have any of it. An ETF would never be able to get away with it, so it would give investors a lot more peace of mind. So people like Binance, KuCoin, 
and Coinbase would all suffer if a Bitcoin ETF was approved. Now, Coinbase is slightly different because they would hold the custody of BlackRock's Bitcoin, so they would still get a management fee, but it would be a lot less than if you or I go and buy Bitcoin on exchange. Now, in the last couple of days, we've also heard that Fidelity will file for a Bitcoin spot ETF, and they hold $4.5 trillion worth of assets. I would imagine within the next two weeks, every major player in the traditional financial system will file for a Bitcoin spot ETF in the US. The way it works with the approval process is first come, first serve. So whoever's approved first will go to market first. And that means more people are likely to flock to the first one and buy into the first one. Now, if you've been watching Coffee and Crypto, you saw Don mention the likelihood that BlackRock is going to get approved by the SEC. And I'll go through a few reasons why I believe the BlackRock spot Bitcoin ETF will be approved, even if it takes a while to get approval. Firstly, BlackRock manages over $11 trillion worth of assets. You don't get to that size in a country like the US without being very well connected to the government officials. BlackRock haven't just plucked this idea out of thin air. Spot Bitcoin ETFs have been argued over for years, so why have they chosen now to file an ETF? For me, it's too big a gamble. If it gets knocked back, the only negative for BlackRock is they annoy the government, they annoy regulars, who they rely on to approve and make sure it's smooth for them managing all this money. So why would they risk annoying them if there was no chance that it was going to get approved? So for me, that's a sign that BlackRock think they have a really good chance of getting it approved. Secondly is the timing. The SEC is going after crypto exchanges far and wide. They're going after crypto projects. They're going after anything that's not Bitcoin. To me, that has the biggest advantage of driving money, driving wealth towards Bitcoin. And at the same time, BlackRock then filed for an ETF at the same time that Bitcoin's the only rose in this garden of cryptocurrency. So for me, this is a coordinated move. The SEC have attacked crypto exchanges who are likely to be the biggest losers if the ETF's approved. They're attacking cryptocurrencies, which aren't Bitcoin, who are also going to lose if a Bitcoin ETF's approved. And then out the blue, the biggest wealth management firm in the world files for an ETF. There is no way that is just coincidence. The next biggest coincidence is that the SEC can delay decision time and time again, up to 240 days. And they've done this in the past. Rather than making a decision, the SEC just delays, 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 and at the very last minute, they then make a decision and reject an ETF. Now, for BlackRock, this would take them to the end of February, the beginning of March next year, which is right before the halving. We spoke before about how money moves in a coordinated way. And normally, before the Bitcoin halving, we see a lot of volatility in the price. So could the BlackRock ETF get approved right before the halving, just as everyone's getting bullish, everyone's getting excited for price action? And what would likely happen? For me, the news would dump the price. Everybody would get out of the market, everybody would get scared, and then the price would rocket after the halving, with the wealth management firms all piling in, because more than one ETF will be approved. If BlackRock gets approved, Fidelities will get approved, all the others will get approved at the same time. And lastly, for me, the biggest reason the BlackRock ETF will get approved is because Gary Gensler needs to give the crypto markets a win. He's getting hassled from government, he's getting hassled from politicians, the public are campaigning for him to be fired, you've got politicians announcing legislation to get him out of the SEC. On top of this, Bitcoin's going to be a massive election topic next year. 
So Gary Gensler has to give the crypto community a win in order to help his buddy, Joe Biden, who put him in that position. So by giving the crypto markets a spot Bitcoin ETF, they're giving the crypto markets a win. And then they can go after Binance, they can go after Solana, Cardano, whatever cryptocurrencies they want. And people will kind of let them off the hook a little bit because they've got their ETF that people have wanted for years. So overall, I'm pretty convinced. I'd probably say I was 90% convinced this ETF's going to get approved. A company like BlackRock doesn't make insignificant moves and they definitely don't make moves they think there's a good chance they lose. As Don said, they've filed 576 ETF applications in their history and they've only had one knocked back. That to me tells me they are well connected, they know the chances of success before they make any moves and this is likely to go through. Okay, so that is my podcast covering GBTC, ETFs and the BlackRock filing last week. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope it explains a lot. If you didn't know what ETFs were, if you don't know what GBTC is, I hope that helped explain what the difference is. Everyone's buzzing about the BlackRock news and of course it's going to bring a lot of money to the crypto markets if it's approved. But remember, between now and the halving, there's still likely to be some whale games, some market manipulation and definitely some price volatility. Thanks very much for listening and we'll catch you again on the next one.